the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Are you weak? You need strength? You need help? You need God's intervention? Then you go to the Lord and tell Him. Just spell it out to Him. When I am weak, then am I strong. Our weaknesses provides God for an opportunity to do something. In the book of Psalm chapter 18, the psalmist praises God for his watchful care and deliverance. During these troubled times, we can all be overcomers and transcend any harmful circumstance if we put our faith in God. Let's go to Pastor Jack Morris for today's message, The Ability to Transcend. Now this psalm, Psalm chapter 18, was written by David. He wrote the lyrics and he wrote the music. He went through a very difficult time. I don't know that anybody has ever experienced any more difficulty than this man experienced at that particular time. But now the difficulty had passed because God had elevated him. He had transcended And now he writes this Psalm 18 of praise and thanksgiving to the Lord. Has God helped you in any way lately? Have you been careful to give praise and thanks to him lately? (laughs) We're going to do that this morning. We're going to give praise and thanks to God. Because when we praise the Lord, that praise that goes to him redounds to the blessing of us. If you want blessing and more blessing, you praise and Worship more, and the blessing of God will come upon you more and more. David was in a time of great distress, distress. Stress had already done its job on him, and now stress has become distress. Troubles, problems, difficulties come to us, and then we try to cope, and we we work to get beyond the stress, beyond that difficulty, that problem. We try to work our way out and we we expend so much energy and stress breaks down the body's immune system. That opens us up to colds, flus, and as one theory is, even cancer. Uh, Stress is a terrible thing and we experience stress throughout life. And if we don't cope with stress properly and, and somehow get relief from time to time, that stress will now become distress. And when it becomes distress, something perhaps physical happens to us, something emotional, uh, something very negative will hurt us and, and, and inflict itself upon us. And David had already gone through much stress. He now had entered into distress. He was afflicted Spiritually, emotionally, perhaps something even physical was wrong with him. But he looked to the Lord. He cried out to God. And we're going to see how God wonderfully and marvelously helped him. 
Now, we just read and heard over the news in the last couple of weeks about this situation with bin Laden and how that he was destroyed. And uh, it, it was a terrible, terrible thing that uh, ha- has happened through the years. And a lot of people felt a lot of relief. A lot of people are sad but uh, uh, they, because it brought back a lot of sad memories. But in the most recent issue of Time magazine, a former Navy SEAL named Howard Watson, Watson wrote a book, and uh, Time magazine uh, alluded to it. Just briefly, the most recent issue, I think it's the May 23rd issue. I just got it. And he wrote a book entitled SEAL Team 6. And he was asked in the interview by Time magazine, what does it take to prepare the, the Navy SEALs to do something like they did in that compound where bin Laden was? And uh, this former Navy SEAL, who is now retired, said, it takes so much stress, energy, preparation. All of that is extremely stressful. Now, th- this Navy SEAL said, I have been in charge of training men for years. And he said, we have gotten some of the strongest, most athletic men. He said, physical strength, we got it. But he said, the mental stress, the attitude. He said, many of these men, he men, strong men, athletic men, they were going to be a Navy SEAL. But they couldn't take the mental stress. They could take the physical but they couldn't take the mental. The, their attitude changed and they dropped out. Stress is something hard. It's difficult. You know, there's a, some people that are even dropping out of the Christian faith, even dropping out of church. They're dropping out of their families. They're, they're just dropping out of life because of the stress and the problems that are impacting them physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And if you're experiencing stress today, then this message is for you, and everybody experiences stress. No one is exempt from stress. Stress is a killer, but God is a life giver. And we can look to the Lord, and He will bless and bring healing. Now, I'm going to read just a little bit from Psalm 18, chapter 18, verses 4 and Five and possibly six. David now talks about his stress. Now, this didn't happen to him physically. This happened to him mentally. And mental stress can be more difficult than physical stress. Listen to what he says. He's describing his mental stress that he went through, but he's describing that stress that God had delivered him from. Listen to how he describes it. Only, only David, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, could write like, this, like he did. He said, the cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. Whew, that's stress. And now he's talking about it. But he's talking about it in light of his deliverance. He's looking back on what had happened to him. The sorrow had literally coiled itself around him. It's like in a, in a straitjacket. You can almost see a mummy in a museum standing or, or, or lying down uh, just so straight out. And tightly the cords are around that mummy. And this was how, what David was saying. I was, I was like a mummy with the cords of sorrow. I was imprisoned in the cords and bands of death. My, what a place to be in. A terrible place. But God is greater. 
God is the deliverer, and God came to his rescue. Friends, life can be difficulty. Life can be wonderful, but also life can be a killer. Life laid out snares for David, meaning traps, and life ensnared him. He was trying to flee and keep alive from Saul and the armies of Saul. He would flee to the mountains. He would go to the caves. He needed water. He needed food. He needed friendship. He needed help. And there was not anybody there to help him. But then listen to what he says in verse 6. Look at verse 6. He said, in my distress, what did he do? He called. In my distress, I called. In my distress, God heard. I called, God heard. Hey, do you get it? Yes. Come on, say it. I called, I God, heard. God heard. That's the way it works. And it works for you. Thank God this is here for us to know how we can live life and, and, and be confronted by life and the snares, the traps that life, the temptations, the traps that life lays for us, but we can overcome as we call upon the Lord and call out to him. He said, I called. And then he, what was the result? He said, from his temple, he heard my voice. Can you believe that? I hope you do believe that. From his temple, he heard my voice. He said, my voice, my cry came before him into his ears. He said, I called. Never did a person's voice travel as far as David's voice. And never does... a a voice travel as far as your voice when you talk to God. There's a lot of people I know you talk to, perhaps even people in your family, and they're not listening, and you have to repeat yourself over and over again. Are you listening? God is. But David began to call, and when he called, his voice went up into the, the first heaven of the clouds and where birds fly. His voice went on into the, beyond the stratosphere and up and up it went. It went beyond the galaxies. It went on into the great beyond, into a place called heaven where angels worship God. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. The angels sing out to the throne of God and as God heard the voice of the angels, God heard David's voice. And God will hear your voice and nothing can stop your voice from going into the throne room of God into the very ears of God. Friend, do you have a problem today? Let me ask you this. Friend, do you have a God today? Yes. Oh, yes. Victory is yours because you do have a God and God does hear and answer your prayer. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following an invitation for you to learn more about the Largo Community Church by visiting our website, largocc.org. There, you'll find links to all the ministries the church has to offer, including Sunday school, men's and women's fellowships, small groups, youth ministries, and many more. There's also a link for you to join our live worship services every Sunday morning at 9 and 11 o'clock and a donation tab where you can partner with us in reaching the metropolitan area with the Healing Word Ministry. We invite you to visit LargoCC.org and get involved in our dynamic and growing ministry, the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. Now, let's return to the conclusion of today's message. I, I feel in my heart as I pray for the service and I pray for the people, 
I feel in my heart there's some of you who are just bound up today. The, the, the songs are, are not really, really doing anything. The hymns, the praises, you're singing them, but they're really not doing anything. I mean, the, the thrill, the chill, the, the adrenaline, it, it doesn't start flowing into worship like, like you would like it to or maybe like it one time did. Uh, but but there's, there's something there. And today God wants to loose you. Do you hear me? I speak by the power of the Holy Spirit. God wants to do something for you. He wants to loose you. I, I read the scripture how d- Jesus walked into that cemetery where Lazarus was. I, I, friend, when Jesus went into that cemetery, Jesus just tore it up. He tears up cemeteries. <laughs> and if you feel dead today, he knows how to get you out and loose you and make you walk again and live again and breathe again. <laughs> this is what he does. He walked into that cemetery. Now, even as my voice goes up into the ears of God, Jesus came down. Lazarus had been dead how many days? Four days? And he walks into that cemetery and he just literally tore that thing up. And um, it was like one fella and his son driving through down the road and they passed a cemetery and there was a grave that was dug just near the near the road in the big pile of dirt and the little boy was five years old and the dad tells about the, the little boy now is a grown man the father still laughs about it he said as we drove by he said my son looked at that pile of dirt and he said dad one got out <laughs> <laughs> now the lord you can be the one that the lord gets out of your predicament today if you look to him <laughs> He's a God that gets people out. (laughs) He'll get me out. He'll get me out. Well, Jesus walked into that cemetery and now hear his voice. Our voice went into the ears of God. The voice of Jesus went into the ears of Lazarus. And he spoke to Lazarus. Lazarus, down into the earth goes that voice. The voice of the almighty Savior. Down deep into Hades, all the way um, into Sheol, all the way into Hades. And caught hold of the spirit of Lazarus. That voice, Jesus said, Lazarus, I'm bringing your spirit back to your body. You're coming out. You're coming out. And you're going to be loosed. You're going to be loosed. And they loosed him, and he lived again. Friend, listen. You don't have to live a living death. You don't have to live it. And in my heart, I know that, and I don't know who you are. You look so beautiful. What a beautiful congregation. No pastor has ever pastored a more beautiful congregation. (laughs) Flattery will get me everywhere. (laughs) Beautiful congregation. But some of you are dead inside. Dead. Dead. You haven't had a new idea. You haven't had a a surprise thought. Uh, Nothing exciting is happening. There's just deadness there or you're going through the motions and you look alive but I want you to be alive on the inside I want the voice of Jesus to reach you and it will reach you provided you his your voice reaches Jesus he'll go to great lengths he'll ride the cherubim he'll soar on the wings of the wind he'll split heaven but he will get to you he is your savior he is your almighty God to bless you and to keep you Can you say praise the Lord? This is our God. 
Now notice, and I don't have time to go through all of these, but I am going to address some of them next week. Notice in verses 1 and 2, my strength, David is saying, here, see, he says, I love you, Lord. Now he breaks it down into its component parts, why he loves the Lord. The Lord is my strength, my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my shield, my salvation, my stronghold. Look at that. God's received seven epithets of the mystical sacred number seven. God had done something perfect. And when God does something, he always does it perfectly. When he created the world, he looked at it and said, it's good. Now, God's going to do something for you, and when it's done, he's going to say, it's good. And then you're going to praise the Lord and say, I love you, Lord, because you loved me, because you came to me, because you heard my voice, and you answered my prayer. Now, this is what God does. He is a God. Listen, I think there are too many preachers preaching about God. I think there are too many choirs and congregations singing about God. God is something of a hymn to be sung. God is something of a sermon to be preached. But notice what David said. Listen to me right now. He said, my God, my strength. Now notice what this means. My first person possessive pronoun, meaning God was personal to him. God was as real to him as this man is to me or, or this man is to me. God isn't something that is, a, that is at a distance. God has come down to us to bless us and to help us. He is a father. He even told us, Jesus instructed us to call him Abba, Daddy, Father. But people, they know a lot about God, but they don't know God. And this is sad. God comes to us to bless us, to love us. Now, over and over, seven times, my, my. Notice, I'm only going to point out one this morning, my strength. David was exhausted. Your life can just drain it out of you, can it? Don't raise your hands, but if you feel like your job, your family, your finances, your bill paying is just draining you, draining you, that all of these things are just sucking the life out of you, just pulling it out of you. You just barely can hardly get up to get to church. Well, let me tell you, he will be your strength. You can say, he is my strength. I have a personal experience with God. He is my strength. I know him, and he knows me. We love each other. We live together. He is my strength. And David was fleeing. He was exhausted, needing food, needing water, needing companionship. There was none to find. You you can't sometimes find it down here looking this way. Sometimes you have to look this way. (laughs) You have to look up above it all. And God is there then to bless and to bring healing and to bring wholeness. Now, I'm going to ask to put it on the screen. Uh, It's 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. Would you put that on the screen? Now, look at this. My grace is sufficient for you. Now, David is talking about my God, my strength, my fortress, my, 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 seven mys. Now, God, look what God says to to, uh, the Apostle Paul. And, oh, I just can't wait to get to this verse. I'm going to preach on this. I'm going to go into in depth. Uh, It's already started blessing me, and I had to just include just a little bit into this sermon. I don't know when I'm going to preach it, but I will be. Just stick around. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Now, I want you to read it to me, with me. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. 
Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Now, <laughs> now notice my grace. This is Jesus talking. The quotes are around the, those three uh, lines at the end of quote around weakness. But the scripture goes on. Jesus says to Paul, when Paul's troubled about his thorn in the flesh, he's weak. My, gra- my grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness, my goodness, my mercy, my power, whatever you need is sufficient to meet your need. My grace is sufficient. Now the word sufficient is in the present tense. That means right now. God doesn't... Someone said, oh, the days of miracles are over. Who told you that? You had to read that somewhere. You're following somebody else's theory and philosophy. I'm going to follow his theory and philosophy. Here it is. I got it in my hand. I've got it in my hand. My grace is sufficient right now, this very day, this very moment. My grace is sufficient for you, whoever you are who needs help. For my power is made perfect in weakness. We have to say, Lord, I've tried. I've stumbled. I've fallen into the snare that life has set for me. I'm weak. You you have to talk to God plainly. You have to talk to him. Now, when when Jesus finishes saying that my power is made perfect in weakness, now Paul picks it up, and this is what Paul says. Therefore, in light of the grace of God, in light of the sufficiency that he has for me, in light of the power of God made perfect in weakness, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest upon me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses. My weaknesses, delighting in weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Take your weakness to the Lord Jesus Christ. Tell him what it is. Spell it out plainly to him. And watch the grace of God come. Now, I'm almost... Well. Yeah. I know you got something. I know you heard something. Somebody heard me. What I'm starting to say or trying to say... I'm already preaching that sermon. (laughs) But David was weak. Paul was weak. Are you weak? You need strength? Do you need help? You need God's intervention? Then you go to the Lord and tell him. Our weaknesses provides God for an opportunity to do something. Now, if you're self-sufficient, you can handle it. You can handle it all the difficulties in your marriage, all the parent-child difficulties, you can handle that. You can handle all that's going on where you work. You can handle everything that's going on in your finances. Then you don't need God. <laughs> you don't need God. But if there's any one of those things or something else that I didn't mention that you feel like you can't handle, you're weak in that area. It's in that area that God will mount the cherubim, that God will open the heavens and divide That God will come soaring on the wings of the wind. God will come. He'll come quickly. He'll get to you 
where you need Him when you speak that need to Him. But think about it. Think about it. My voice doesn't go very far down here. I'll tell you when I pray, it goes all the way to the abode of God, even to His ears. It's comforting to know that God is there, friend, regardless of your situation in life, and that He can help us overcome any situation. Before we go, here's Pastor Jack Morris with some final thoughts and a preview of tomorrow's message. Thanks, Eric. Remember, friend, in Christ you have the ability, Christ gives you the ability to rise up and transcend above every difficulty and problem and issue that comes into your life. Now, tomorrow I'm going to bring to you a message entitled, Jesus Suffered in Silence. Friend, you are loved with an everlasting love, a love that will never end. His love for you is so great that he suffered. He would not open his mouth. He took your place, my place, our suffering, our sin, in order to bring us into the kingdom of God. You will be blessed by His holy word tomorrow. I'll look forward to being with you. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.